Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi, it's Marcia Casper-Cook, and it is Tuesday afternoon, and uh, the name of the story is Love in the Afternoon, and uh, we have a great author on today, Jean Joachim. I hope I said, said it right, but she'll probably Joachim. say it. It's Joachim. Joachim. Mine is okay, very I, you know what? Everybody knows me, right? After 10 years... <laughs> All the last names, I go, okay, fine. Anyway, Jean will talk in a few minutes. That's good. Yes, Jean, I know. I know. And so I – um, she will tell you all about herself in a little while. I'm just going to mention a couple things. I have the show today and the show tomorrow, and I possibly have one more, but I'm not sure otherwise for the end of the year because uh, everybody's busy Christmas, Hanukkah shopping, and uh, having a good time out there. So I thought, well, I'll just take off and I'll be writing. And so, but t- tomorrow's show, I have two guys. I, I've t- I already talked to one of them, and it's going to be so interesting because I a lot of guys don't want to come on the show to talk, you know, about their writing. So Tom, I it's E I it's E Y R Tom here. He is calling in. He's from the UK, and it's going to be so I don't know. It's another half a day for him at different times. But he's coming on, and Nathan Colston. And one of them, well, actually, one's a medical, was a medical engineer. The other is a truck driver and is driving across the United States. And he decided he had a big imagination, a huge imagination. So he started writing books, and Tom did too, and for amusement. So it's going to be really interesting because it's so. I love to hear what guys say how they started writing, so love stories and things like that. So it's going to be so interesting, and um, they're eight. They're uh, PA is Nina Courtright, and I think she's going to come on too. She's in in Florida, so it should be a really fun show. And uh, today, Jean has been on before, and she is an author of a lot of books. Okay, and uh, it might turn into a holiday <laughs> story, but she's going to tell you everything she does. You know, and she really does have a lot of books, and she has a lot of ideas. And I'm li- and I watch her posts, and she's very active out in social life, and she's you know, it gives her opinion, and it's going to be a fun show. Hi, Jean. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Marsha? And thank you I'm for good. having me. I'm good. I'm good. It's going to be a fun show. All right, tell everybody a lot of the things you do, because you really have a lot of books out there, and series, and holiday stories, so it's yes. so interesting. Thank you. I, I, yes, I love to write, and it's, ideas just keep landing in my head, and I have to write them. Good. <laughs> me too. I have books of them, but I, you know, little I make little notes on things. But I haven't written as many as you have. But I have done screenplays. But you're really, really writing a lot, and that's my goal for the next year. Go ahead. So tell everybody how you got involved in well, all because you really have a lot, and you you won a lot of <clears throat> contests. So you've done, you've been there, done that. I do. I did something really, really different this summer, though, but if you wanted to get away from holiday for just a second, my very first book was a book for St. Martin's Press called Beyond the Bake Sale, the Ultimate School Fundraising Book. It was published in 2003, and this summer I said, hmm, you know, that's pretty out of date now. And it's in just about (laughs) every library in the country. I said, yeah, that was like before the Internet. So my project this summer was to update that book. And although I had been writing nonfiction a lot longer than than fiction, I found it was an incredibly it was a difficult job, and it took me you know I figured oh two weeks uh, no <laughs> more like two months. I know. <laughs> I got like it. Oh, it's a minute. It's a minute. Five right, days later. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
So I so I killed myself over the summer and I got it updated and it's now out and available beyond the bake sale, oh, the ultimate great. school fundraising book. It's all about raising money for your schools, which I did for 16 years in New York City for New York City Public Schools as a, on the PTA from uh, three different schools. And it, it was quite an experience and something I really loved, and it was a labor of love. If anybody's out there struggling raising money for your school, go to your library and ask them to buy the book. Yeah, um, they probably are anyway. now because they are, they've cut a lot of programs, and yes, you know, and yes. and libraries, and they need to do things like this now. Oh, you know, we raised two hundred and thirty thousand dollars for our school. Oh my this God. was like twenty years ago because oh, that's great. we had to pay for oh the librarian God. and all the books in the library. It, yeah, yeah. I mean it was a major what we did and it was incredibly I mean it created a sense of community in the school and it was fun. And you made yeah. friends doing this fundraising and your kids made friends and the message it sends to your children is, you know, how important their school is. Everything about it is really positive and so I encourage people to get involved. And not to be too judgmental, just jump in there and get started, you know. Um, so that well, that's the thing. Out that's the thing. And that's the other thing, going to schools, you know, and things like that. So, you know, right. we can chat about that a little bit at the end of the show maybe. It got right, a so great go review Finish. from Kirkus, so I was very happy oh, about good. that. Yes, yes yeah. it did. A glowing review from them. And I've been writing holiday books because I am just like a holiday lunatic. I love <laughs> holidays. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, Passover, you name it, I like it. And I wrote my first Hanukkah book. It's really kind of a short story um, called Hanukkah Hearts. And it it really comes from um, having relatives in the Midwest and then saying to myself, what it must be like to come from a tight Jewish community in in towns and cities where there aren't that many Jewish people, so the Jews kind of hang together. And then you come to New York City where there's so many Jews, and you're like, wow, you know, I'm going to be really yeah. comfortable here, and everyone's <laughs> going to be really friendly here. Yeah. And then you discover yeah. that, uh, no, everyone isn't really friendly here. It's a big and can be very cold city with everybody rushing around because they all have busy lives. And if you don't have anything to connect to, it can be a very lonely time. So I wrote about this young woman who comes from the Midwest, gets a job here, and then Hanukkah comes up. And, of course, in the corporate world, there is no vacation for Hanukkah. There's Christmas vacation. Everybody goes home. (laughs) That's true. Right. So she has to stay here for Hanukkah and miss it with her family. And then, So she was going to Skype with them, but her mother got sick and she got pneumonia and had to go to the hospital. So my little heroine is having Hanukkah alone. She's working for a publishing company, and she's feeling really depressed. And she comes into work, and oh, my goodness, there's a wrapped gift on her desk. So when everybody gets over the idea that it's a bomb, right. <laughs> they decide right. it's safe. <laughs> okay. Right. And she unwraps it, and it's a, it's a, I don't even remember what the first one I think is, turtles, those caramel and pecan candies. Covered in chocolate. Yeah, I think those were the, that was the, the first one she received, and it's signed from the Hanukkah elf. And so we have the kind of, it's like a Jewish secret Santa. And the story <laughs> progresses that way, and every day she gets something new until the end. And I can't spoil it by giving you the end no, or telling not. you but who you know, the Hanukkah elf story, is. You know what? It's a short story, an easy read, and I think now. People really like that because they can read it during lunch. They can read it on a train, you know, and and sometimes you just need something like that. You don't want to look at a book that's 400 pages and say, oh, I don't know if I can finish this. But a story, you know, that really has beginning, middle, and end works out fine for people. I was happy when I read it. And it doesn't keep you up till 4 a.m. reading. Exactly. Right, right. Exactly. And I think it's like $1.99 as as an e-book, so it's, um, it's not even expensive, but it's it's kind of a fun story, and it does it is. end happily. And you do find out who the Hanukkah elf is by the end yes. of the story. And sometimes um, you yeah. never know. But this is going to be like the first story of a uh, Jewish romance trilogy, which I have hope to start um, next month, but I haven't started. There's that, and then the story that I'm doing now, which is, I, you know, I didn't intend to do this. I'm working on two other books, and I never, right. ever do this. Yeah. I usually I prefer to write one book at a time, but I had Nano and I was working on two books at the same time, 
And then this story just wouldn't leave me alone. How did it go? I mean, you know, because I, you know, I'm trying, I have, uh, um, I'm doing that now too, which I don't, I've never done that before. Even when I did my screenplays, I do one at a time because I just don't like characters, you know, in my, all them, everybody in my head. But now they're all, like you're saying, they're all in my head. So when I have an idea, I put it in a separate spot because when you really are writing, you do get ideas, whatever. You know, I know you probably do the same thing. When you're sitting somewhere, all of a sudden something comes in your mind. And And, and the last thing I needed was (laughs) the distraction of this story. So I kind of ignored it and and pushed it to the side so that I could finish Nano, which was like a huge burden this year. Usually isn't, but this year I, you know what? I, 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 every year I say I'm going to do it, and every year I go, I'm not doing it. So I, mean, not, how I was don't it? think I'm going to do it next year, unless I have something that is really, you know, itching me to be written. I don't think I'm going to do it because it was, it was really hard this year. And this, so this little story, which was pushed to the side, as soon as Nana was over in the beginning of December, that was it. Boom! I sat yeah. down and started writing this, and I've had the most fun with it. I actually did a blurb before the story is even finished. So I just would like to share that. It's very sure. Absolutely. uh, Tracy Ashton has it all or almost all with a job. She loves and a kick-ass apartment in New York city. What more could she ask for? The only thing missing is the perfect man. The closest she's come. Lars went back to Norway at Thanksgiving and he didn't ask her to go with him. Newly turned 40. (laughs) Tracy gives up looking. Little does she suspect that the next attractive man she meets will brandish a gun and say, hold it right there, ma'am. Step back away (laughs) from the window. Mm. Sheriff Don Armstrong can't believe what he sees when he shines his flashlight on someone breaking and entering. A beautiful woman. Her short auburn hair glows in the light from his torch. He thinks he's heard it all until he meets Tracy Ashton. It's Christmas Eve, but Don stopped believing in miracles years ago. And that's the story, and I'm having so much fun with it. I can't yeah, even. Yeah, because you know, you know, I, you know, it really is. I know everybody knows that. I mean, I've mentioned this so many times on my show, saying that, oh my God, I just want to write a Christmas story, and I will do this. You know, and because really, you know, being Jewish, it still is to me. You know, like I live in Chicago, you're in New York. You know, um, Michigan yeah. Avenue. You know. Uh, we, I, right, State Street, right. I really want to go there this year because I just love it, you know, and right. all the windows and everything. You know, when we were kids, even being Jewish, we went to, like, Macy's and we saw oh, the Christmas course. tree, you know. And it of was course. all those things, you know, that make a holiday. And one of, my, one of my things is I wish people's spirit would be the same all year round. <laughs> would be nice. I know. If I know. The sense of giving. I mean, I've already it, made a date with a, a friend of mine. We're going to do Fifth Avenue at 730 in the morning on Friday. Okay, you, I'm okay. grabbing my camera. <laughs> And we're off to shoot the windows because now everybody expects that from me on Facebook. I love. See, but you know what? Last the year windows. they didn't do it. I heard the windows weren't as good. I didn't go last year. Oh, they and were. I heard oh, the no. windows like on Macy's wasn't. Yeah. What about you? There. Bergdorf's windows were fantastic. Yeah, were but, they? Yeah, I have a lot of relatives from the Midwest, from Chicago, yeah. and, and the yeah. surrounding your Munster and stuff. And yes, you know, in the big cities, it's just. I know just a certain something about Christmas, the lights and the trees and yeah. all that stuff. And now that I'm married to somebody who isn't Jewish, we celebrate Christmas and have a tree. And, of course, I had to get help figuring out how to decorate a tree. <laughs> well, you could learn that, right? <laughs> learn that. Right. And but, you know, cook, you know, cook even a ham here, for like Christmas, it, right? You know, and even in my neighborhood, what? we live in this uh, new building, and so in um, – they have at night all the lights and all the trees come out. It feels it looks so magical. I'm thinking yeah, it's this year beautiful. I'm going to write this story because that's it. Yeah, you know, my my it husband is. is from Bethlehem, and oh. they you know no no city puts on a bigger show than Bethlehem. Yeah, and well, they would drive around in all these old houses with one candle in the window, and it was just so incredibly charming. It's just so yeah, beautiful. Yeah. By it the is. way, the it's name of that really story good is time Christmas of year. Duet. So what will it be out? Not well next year then, right? It'll be. No, no, it's coming out this year. I'm finishing. Oh, you're going to get it out already? Oh, you're going to get it out. Rushing it to the editor. Yes, I am. I am. I am. Okay. It's coming out this year for Christmas. Well, I think people, you know, long after Christmas, they still like Christmas stories. Uh, You know, it doesn't matter. Yes. Yes, and I find that my The House Sitter's Christmas, which is my best-selling Christmas story ever. 
which was inspired walking by a townhouse on the way back from the dentist. Townhouse on the east side <laughs> near Park Avenue in the 60s. And there's this beautiful townhouse, and it's lemon chiffon yellow with white trim and a big black spiral uh, staircase coming down. Wow. And big wow. windows on the first floor. And you know this is not an apartment house that this right. is a privately owned home that's three or four wow. stories. There's a street wow. level, and the, but the main level is one flight up, and there are two more flights after that. And I wow. stood outside in front of that house. It was Christmas time. And I said, oh, my God, can you imagine having Christmas yep. in an old townhouse like that with the yep. old fireplace and the molding and just everything about it, and it just completely grabbed me, and that was it. And the story yeah. is the house sitter's Christmas, but a, a young woman who comes in and house sits for a wealthy man who owns that townhouse and has to go to Europe and and wow. how they and end she gets up to live there. Yeah, it's a romance yeah, well, in a know, funny sort of way, beautiful. but I call it a it's kind of a fairy tale, and it really was a fun story to write. But well, fairy tales this, are good, you know. Even in my, you know what? Because fairy tales, you look at, you know, as much as people think they've changed. They haven't changed because the Prince Charming, I mean, even like with Frozen and yeah. all that, you know, I mean, life is what it is. It's the magic of fairy tales and, and the magic of life, oh, you yes. know, of people meeting each yes. other that you never thought would meet each other, and then they ended up together. Right. I mean, that's Believing, really yes. fun. I mean, and people say there is no such thing as love at first sight, but, you know, my parents met in January and eloped in March and were married for over 60 years, so... You know, I don't want to hear anybody say there is no such thing. Well, see, thing I do that. You know, I had a whole is. issue when I – a couple of my screenplays were – they really fell immediately, okay? Not that everything works out mm-hmm. exactly, and then, it, you know, you got the middle, and then you got the end, and it ends up. Yes. But they would say it was too fast, and that's really not true. I mean, I met my husband uh, – um, in November, and we were already married with a whole wedding and everything in August, you know. So, I mean, it mm-hmm. was six months or something like that when we got engaged. So, I mean, people, it does right. happen. And we it were married happen. for years and, and years and, and years. You know, today there's so much emphasis on, I mean, because my son, my older son, just got married in April. And there's so much emphasis on the quote-unquote wedding and all yeah. the trimmings yeah. that go with it. But you know yep. what? You can get married a whole lot faster than that. I got engaged to my husband what, July 4th, and we got married September 8th, same oh, wow. year. Okay? Wow. Yes. Yeah. If you want to do it, you can do it. And, yes, we had a wedding and a white dress and the whole nine yards. Um, yeah. It's a little crazy. It's funny because really we talk about that because, you know, people do love weddings. I mean, they really do, you know. Yeah. And uh, even on Amazon now, there's a ca- there's a category mm-hmm. that says weddings. I mean, I happen to in some of my romantic comedies, they turned out, you know, as marriages, you know. So that mm-hmm. is marriage and weddings. Those are categories, you know, which I don't know. Sure, if you know, sure. I found this out where now you can change your categories um, yeah. by calling Amazon. They will help. Yeah, there's you. a place. There's a place on the author page where you yes, can. Yes, and they will you know, call somebody you right back. Somebody showed me how to do that. I don't. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if it I works. still remember it, but I what you have to do is this. What you have to do it'll say help. It'll say help. So it says you want them to call you. Right. So they'll call you and right away, and then you tell them that you'd like to switch categories, and they explain to you how to do it, and they will help you because there are a lot more categories than the genres that people see. Right. Right, a lot of right. categories that we I don't even know that about. The, the weddings and the happy endings are more important now than ever. I yeah. think people are depressed with all the stuff that's going on in the world. It's so unhappy. Yes, that yes. Escaping, especially at the holidays, so just getting into that yeah. old-fashioned feeling about Christmas that's so important. Like every year when I'm feeling down, I have to watch It's a Wonderful Life because yeah. that's something right. that just connects you with what's really important in the world, you know. And, right, and well, that's what it is, because how do you think, like, on. look at Hallmark. Hallmark has straight, yes. since a month already, they've been having straight movies 24 hours a day about I know, Christmas. we watch it, we're watching. My I watch them all. I watch them all. Yeah, so we're watch watching them. some of them. Yeah. I mean, I get to the point where if I hear about another, you know, cup of hot chocolate and another Christmas tree yeah, lighting, I'm going to barf. But you know, I know. But I and enjoy a candy cane that, and uh, a cookie and a cookie and a bakery and you know. But you know what yes, though? Exactly. No matter what people think, people do tend to like the same things 
year after year, and they it's comfortable. And you know, it, they, otherwise Hallmark wouldn't be doing this if everybody wasn't watching them. Right. Because even well, though you know what's going to happen, you just and, and look at you know that they're going to meet, you know that they're going to mm-hmm. not like each other right. at first, <laughs> then they're going. But it doesn't matter because you like to see right. how it ends, and it's it is it's I, a I happy think, ending. People want that. Right. I think, I think the, people need the, it. The news reminds us of all that's bad in the world. Yes. And romances mm. and romantic movies remind us of all the things that are good in the world. And I yes. think people need to have that. They, need, You know, you get bombarded with so much negativity that you yep. need to have these things. You need to remember, you, when, you know, that people are, you know, as Anne Frank said, essentially good. And yes. most of the time they respond to each other and there's a lot of kindness happening and good yes. stuff going on but people have to be reminded of that because all the bad I think they forget shouts yeah. louder and takes over and then you can right. get really kind of down if you I try to stay away from the news to some extent because it's just so depressing well, I think I people people really need you know even on TV. Look, I'm I'm a huge TV person and I love movies, you know. But sometimes I sit back and I say to my husband, I said, look, look what I'm watching. I mean, because there's a lot of violence in some of the shows that I watch. I'm thinking, right. like, why am I doing this? You know, and you get involved because there's a lot of there's a lot of it on TV. A lot. Okay, we have so much TV yes. now. I mean, with Netflix and Hulu and right. Amazon, you know. Right. It, there are a lot of really intense things, but on the other hand, sometimes you just need something. Like I saw this well, movie this, uh, under under the Eiffel Tower. Did you see that one? It's really it's no. just a sweet movie on Netflix. It's not a series because now I keep going. Oh, I do not want another series. I can't. I just right. can't. You know, and because most of them are right. series now, but this is one, and it's just a good feeling you know and that's what you should have sometimes i mean people do need that especially now christmas eve day my daughter-in-law is coming she's got the day off from work she has never seen holiday inn with fred astaire and bing crosby she Uh, has never seen white christmas with danny king and bing crosby and she wants to see them and she's coming here that morning and we're going to have bagels and smoked salmon and watch christmas (laughs) movies Old Christmas movies that she has never seen that I love that I love to watch every year, and I well, there's can't one wait. that I just saw that I have that is an old a black and white one. It's a Barbara Stanwyck, uh, Christmas in Connecticut. <laughs> Christmas in Connecticut. Yes, I love that movie. I love that movie. She's one of my favorite actresses. I oh, yeah. love that movie. Oh, Barbara Stanwyck. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Yes, her is. and Joan. Well, Joan Crawford doesn't. There's no good feeling because she's tough. But I love her. She's my. She's like I love watching yeah, oh. any of these old movies because I. Lo- she's such a strong woman. I, and every time I need to get some strength, I go, okay, think Joan Crawford. No. Think Joan Crawford. Barbara Stanwyck. Barbara yeah. Stanwyck. I love. Yeah, her. they are. They I read were a biography fabulous. of her and everything. Oh, she, was she, she was tough. She was tough too. Person. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I but think she, a lot of young people are watching. She had a hard movies. life. Oh yeah. She had a hard life. So she had to be they, strong. But she made a movie with Fred McMurray uh, called Remember the Night. Oh, I and know this, that. Well, I mean, I know Christmas that. That was good. this movie, and it's like, yeah, it's so, it's sad, but it's happy. It's yep. an amazing movie. Oh, I know which very, one that is. I know she knew him for a long time ago, right, and she never got married. Yeah, I remember that one. Is that the one where she never got she married? She got married. Oh, that's the one. Barbara that, Stanley? No, no, in that oh, movie. Oh, my God, she married the most handsome man in the world. Robert in Taylor, they were married for years. No, I mean in that movie that you were just saying. Oh, the Christmas. No, remember that one the she night? Didn't... Yeah, because I think, didn't she meet, oh, Remember the Night. Remember the Night, you mean like the Titanic one? No, she was no, in that one no. too, the this first one. a completely one. separate movie. Completely separate movie where Fred, is, Fred McMurray plays the is DA. It, right. Did, and she's did he a, bring, oh, well, that's like William Hurt's movie. Right, that, right. and they did right. that movie. They the did a remake. He brings her home for Christmas. Right. Oh yeah. That yes. is such yeah. an incredibly wonderful movie. Yeah. Beulah Bond. I, li- I like those. And so yep. It's just really. It's you know this is just a nice time to be able to kick back. It's cold outside. Have something warm yep. to drink and watch things like this and remember how lovely people can be. How how lovely you know love is and how important it is. Yeah. Yeah. People. And stuff. And that's I think it's right. And I think it is any you know any kind of love. 
love is love and you know any right. kind of love and i think that when whatever whatever happens in your life i said if you do you know find love it's really great and if you don't you know some it people is. don't care but you know when you do even oh. at any age it's really a, a right. beautiful thing and that's I why people like romance everybody i makes, mean they do i believe everybody makes that choice if people who aren't married aren't married by choice not because yes. they didn't have a chance to be right um, exactly I, you know exactly. I, I tell people when they ask me about what I do, I say I spend my days writing happy endings. You know, yes. it's, it's a wonderful way to feel, even though, yes, I do get my characters in trouble. And, yes, I well, do write right, of course. emotional scenes yeah. that aren't necessarily happy, but it always ends up happy. And when yeah. I finish a book like that, I feel such a tremendous sense of gratification and having yeah. spent my time doing something really positive that makes me happy. Right, and that, that's true. Stuff. That makes you happy, right? You know, and that is true. You know, because when you finally write the end, and you know, and also just for those that are listening, because we have a lot of people that listen archive. You know, you don't have to write a long story. You just have to write a good story. You know, it can be short. Right. You know, and now it doesn't matter. You know, you can write. Actually, you can do a book with several stories in it. You know, which is yes. your own anthology. You know, just stories, and you know, they do have categories do- for that now. Short stories. I have, I have and a, if, a second chance anthology with four yes, stories and, in it. Yes, yeah, and I think people like that. I think they like that, and there is a category for that now. And I think people really do like it, you know, lunchtime stories or whatever when you're on the train or whatever, you know, right. or uh, I, I just think you can read it fast when you're, you know, sitting waiting somewhere at a doctor's office because you could be waiting right. and waiting. And, and they even, there's right. a category now that says, it's two-hour story. You could read. read this in two hours. Yes. Yeah. And so I think there people... Like Ninety-minute yeah. category. You know, yes. and I think this yes, is... I have you know, a couple stories in there. I was listening to yeah, a I, show today. Uh, Fran Lewis had a podcast. So on her podcast, she was. they were talking about titles. So I think the gentleman that was on the show, the author, his name is Matt um, Coyle, I think it was, and he was saying how he picks his titles. And, you know, sometimes it is a problem because the title does matter. I've made mistakes myself on it and then had to go back. You know, I, you can't really always change that because you don't want to lose your reviews and things like that. So how do you pick your titles? Because I oh, love that man, topic the title that we're talking about. Often it just the comes. title comes to me first. Um, oh, first. But, yeah, I I love titles. I think that there are three really important things about a book cover, and one is the title and yeah. the picture. And I, I find that there's certain ones, like with the football ones, it was really important just to have the man's name and his position that he played. Yeah. But yeah. I have a, a Pine Grove series, which is a small town series, and all of those books have very special titles, like Unpredictable Love, which is one yeah. of my very favorite titles because it was just something that happened that she wasn't expecting. And the book usually tells me what the title should be. Yeah. Um. There's, you know, just I, he was saying sometimes while he's finishing up, when he's finished sometimes, and that's, you know, uh, right. like on my own, I made a mistake on something. I have a screenplay, which was Grand Central Station. So I wrote the book, of the, which is not really completely like the screenplay. So all these years later that I've had it out, it just, all these, it's a couple years. And then I said, you know, I... I, I know it was a problem, and I probably should have changed the title, and I didn't because people don't know what that meant. The Grand Central Station was, was this was a busy household. The mother was there that living with her daughter, and then there was another husband and kids and a dog. So I named it Grand Central Station. So just recently, mm-hmm. I something in my head goes, I know because I never could find the right cover. I have different covers. So now I got the right cover because I have a, a, a little sweet um, man and woman kissing with an umbrella, you know, and it's kind of sweet looking. So I think now, and so you can change covers, and I, that's what I'm about to say yeah. to people is you can change covers because I think now people are well, noticing the book. It. Yeah, you I've have to right, right, and, and you one. can do yes. this because sometimes yes. you just don't think of something a couple, and you think of it later that oh maybe I should have done this. So you can make those I have a wonderful changes. cover artist, and I. Yeah. Yeah, she's changed covers for me. Yeah, um, I changed And she's, she's terrific. So I love to go with her. Like We did a whole series where she did these incredible covers like for a whole series, for a seven-book series that were fantastic. Um, 
Yeah. Yes, you have very good covers. You have good covers. You have very good covers. I I think that's really important. The picture. I do too. The most important thing is the picture. Second is the title, and third is my name. So, since I'm not that well known, my name is never that big. But the picture has to be spectacular, and the the title has to be good. And the title for that new Christmas story I'm working on, the one I read you. No, you have very good titles. Right, you do. That's why, you know, because, I mean, and you have so many, you know, and I actually added on my page there, they can see some of your covers, and then, you know, you can go to your site, and you have so much going on on your site that people can see that you've done so many different things. There's one question I wanted to ask. So you do contests a lot. Can you talk a little bit about how you feel about that with the contests? I never used to like them, but I think that I'm beginning to change my mind. I think it's important. So the what's best your thing about a contest that? that I do is I submit my books to the contest and then I forget about it and move on. I know. Okay. Yes, because yeah, if I, I think that. about it, then exactly. I'm going to get anxious. I'm going to worry. I'm going to. I, once you submit, there's nothing more you could do. Boom. Right. I move yeah, on that's to right. another so, project, right. something else. Good idea. Because I think, you know, I, because, right, well, the reason I feel this way now is because I was a finalist and I actually did forget that I even signed up because I sign up for a lot of stuff. I, I do. I sign up for stuff. I go <laughs> yeah. on newsletters and this, and I'm always. And right. so then when, then I didn't even remember, and they, I guess they emailed me, but then I happened to listen to, to the um, podcast that they were having, and then I'm, Sitting here, I just finished dinner. My husband's I go like, "Oh my God, they called my name!" I'm like, "What? You know, I didn't even <laughs> know, you know." And so I think, right. you know, but it, it's good because it really is a a good thing when you do win something. I wasn't even expecting, like yes. you said, I didn't remember that I did it. <clears throat> so I think, you know, I'm going to start doing that again because I do think people, when they're looking for books, they kind of like authors when they win things. Like a contest. Yes, and or a I finalist. enter every contest that I possibly can. You know, all really? the RWA okay. contests. I enter them all, yeah. and I always win a couple of them or place somewhere. It's you know, great. Second, third, fifth, whatever. And not only does that go on, I put it on my my in my blurb on the back of my book cover, but I I think that also gives you some visibility that yep. in that particular <clears throat> in that particular group. I mean, when yep. when even if you place fifth. In that RWA group, they all yeah. know who's won what, who's what. Well, you're always and you're good with that group. People are curious uh, about yeah. your book, and they'll buy your book. It's a huge group, I, you know, and I'm in it, but I don't do anything with it. Because then I started one time, I started seeing people writing like messages, and I started answering them, and, and you answer a lot, a lot, you know. And so yes. I just thought, oh, I don't know, because I think maybe people, you know, because sometimes, I mean, I've been doing this 20 years. Sometimes they don't want to actually hear. Something. Things that I might want to say. It isn't easy, you know. All the like what we're talking about now. This is hard, you know. And you just got to keep doing it, you know. And I'm still yeah. excited because I love everything understand. I do, and I love my show. And you love writing, so yeah. I mean, it comes across. I do, but people don't understand that writing a book is hard. It's okay? very hard. It's hard. It is. And and you know, it's not easy. And people think you whip something off and nothing. Oh, that's right. not true. <laughs> No, it's absolutely not true. It's hard to it write isn't. a book. And it takes it is a lot hard of work. To write a book. And it's hard to get it, it because you, that's why you need editing because you can't. No, everybody. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you are an editor. You need editing. You know because it's your own work oh, yes. and you know it so well. You just don't see certain things. Oh no no! I have a professional editor and Me a proofreader, too. and I yes. go three rounds yeah. of editing, and then it yeah. goes to the proofreader, and then I read it over yeah. again. And I was an English teacher oh, yeah. in college, so. Yeah. I'm very good at editing, but I have a professional editor because everybody needs to have a professional editor because you can't yes. see what you're doing wrong. And I don't yes. put out anything that hasn't been edited. I oh, absolutely no. won't. No. It's insane. You know, and, that's, and that's I, I think that's really that important. You've got to learn to take someone else's opinion about your writing. You've yeah. got to open up your, your mind and realize that every word you've written is not necessarily a gem. You know, and you got to get over And then yourself. you also, the other drawback is my is I am my own drawback sometimes because I just, I give advice to people constantly, and I know what the right advice is. I don't always follow the advice, but when you are writing a book, just keep going. Don't keep going back. And since I, if I, if I go back, I, if I go back too much, which I do, yes. I just, it's not good. I think just keep writing it, then go back. But. 
that's what I would tell yes. people because you don't even know the end of the story until you're doing it, and so don't right. keep making changes, you know. And I don't go I way back. I usually go back a couple of scenes when I sit down to write. I go back and reread a couple of scenes. Me too. To get into the mood of it, and yeah, I'll find right. things there that need to be changed, and I'll make those changes. But then I move I forward. I don't go yeah. way back. I don't like start from the beginning because yes, yeah. what will happen is you get so into editing that it'll just deep fix yeah. the story. And, and right, exactly. The other thing I exactly. don't ever, 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 ever do. <clears throat> I never tell anybody the story of the book, the complete story of a book, yeah. before I write it. I know. Because if I do, You're right. I don't need to write it because I'm a storyteller, and what I need to do. You got to get to the beginning, middle, and I need end. To tell and, it. Yes. If I tell it verbally, I won't write it. And so no. I made a rule with myself that I have never broken, yes. that I don't tell a story before it's written. I broke one of my because rules, which I told you right before the show, and I, this has always been a rule. I don't have anybody read anything until I'm done. Yeah, so no. I did give right. somebody to read something, and then they they didn't say it was bad or good or anything. They didn't say anything like that, but they did say, uh, I might make some changes if you, you know, I would tell you, and then oh, yeah. it went in my head, and then I went, oh, the story must be horrible. <laughs> what did I do? That's and so That's I will yeah. never do that again because I only, because probably what the person read I probably will end up not even putting that in the book, okay? Right. And I shouldn't have done that. So, I mean, my advice to people is just do it. And like you said, too, don't talk about it. Don't do it. Just write it. And then right. when you're edited, because, you you know, like I know on my show, so many people have beta readers, okay? I If, if yeah, somebody never. feels they need them, I do not like that fact because I don't – My the person that's going to read it doesn't know what I'm really thinking and – if they would like to write a book, that would be really nice. But my book is my right. book, you know. And right. I've I never had because you can really get I screwed up. No. Yeah, yeah. No. I, because I, I, it's not, not you. Me. It's not you. No. I need to finish what I'm doing. I yeah. need to write it all the way. And, and then I hard edit it before I send it to the editor. Yes. I write it you know, in the first like, draft. And then I go back and I edit it. But I don't think that anybody, just because they're necessarily a reader – knows how to craft a story. And right. that's something that you I work agree. at, that you read about, that you learn, and you learn from doing. Um, yeah. It's not something that, as a reader, you necessarily know. No, I was rereading an Agatha Christie story you know, last summer, and I went, oh, man, now I know what she's doing. I mean, <laughs> because I'm a writer now, and I figured it out. Right. Before, right. when I was just a reader and just enjoying right. her stories, I had no clue how she got me where she got me. And that was no, really that's true. But I'm a writer now, and I see it differently. And if you're not a writer, you don't see that. And it's No, just, you really don't. Not you know, like my husband will be watching something on TV. Like, do it better than I can. No. Like, we'll be watching something no. on TV. And so my husband, I'll say, like, oh, no, why are they doing that? He looks at me. I go, oh, they're doing this. And he looks at me, and then they do it. He goes, looks at me like, how did I know that? I could see it coming. Yeah. But I couldn't see right. it coming if I wasn't a writer because I know right, exactly. how, what they're There's thinking. When I kind come of. out with dialogue, we're watching something, and I'll come out with dialogue, or I'll say to Larry, yeah. you know, oh, this is going to happen. You know? <laughs> and he's like, I'm in. But I when know. you're a writer, you see things differently. You do Plus, say, oh, you really do. Readers, whenever you give something to somebody to read and ask their opinion, mm-hmm. they feel compelled to make a change, whether right. it needs a change <laughs> or not. <laughs> right, right, they do. Right, so they I actually do. And right, readers. right. You know, and even with my no. editor, I say one thing to him. I always say, if like, like I talk a lot, like for dog, you know, the dogs is the comic, uh, you know, the comic relief <laughs> in my it's never too late. So I said, you know, I said to him, I'm just saying. You cannot change the dog's words. Do whatever you want to, you know, tell me whatever, but the dog <laughs> talks this way. You know, and and I said to him, you know, because I always, you know, I felt that way. And, you know, and I said, this is the way it is with the dog. And actually the dog became a character. And when I got reviews, they really did like the dog. I wanted my That's dog wonderful. to be a certain way. Yeah. But, but you know what I mean? So it's like, but I am not an editor. I am I have trouble with my tenses. No. I have trouble with a lot of things. And I know I can tell a story, but I'm, I need editing. Right. Okay? So I, I think people just have to make editor. up in their head that they need to have help. I love my editor. And 
it's a real trust situation. I trust yeah. her completely, and I yeah. accept 99% of the changes that she wants to make. And if oh, you yeah, can't have that kind of a relationship with an editor, it's not going to be helpful. You really have right. to have a completely trusting relationship yes. with your editor and listen to her yeah. because every word you write is not gospel and things need right. to change things need to come out they need to they need to be reversed right. and if it doesn't make you know, sense to them they, they tell you, you right because sometimes right. you think it that's that's the point you also need to make sure that you make sense of it because sometimes yes. you know something in your head that the reader might not know but if you don't give them anything mm-hmm. to go on they won't understand your story Exactly, exactly. That's so important and yeah, that everything flow. And sometimes I have timeline issues. Editors yeah. are great at that. If, I, if yeah, my timeline. timeline is off, they'll catch it. You know, there's I hate so that. Many I know the timeline. I know, I know. That, yes, that my editor catches <laughs> that I really rely on her. I absolutely yeah. rely on her or I can't come up with a cogent story. And it's, right, it's exactly. really important. Right. No, you're right. Yeah. And it's true. And for people that think they don't, even when you write a screenplay, I, my same editor did the screenplays, my screenplays. So, I mean, yeah. he knows how I write already, you know, and that's the other thing, mm-hmm. you know, and I say that, oh, maybe, you know, if he's busy, I'll say maybe I'll get someone else. But then I know that I will not be satisfied because I know he knows what I'm thinking even when it's not on right. paper because he's done my work for 20 years, you know. Yes, so yes. I think that that is important to trust them, that they yes, know you and they know what, you know, that's why I'm always afraid to have somebody that doesn't know me. I'm thinking like, well, if they've never read, my, you know, my books, maybe they'll just make it worth not me. And I do trust the changes he makes. Right. You know, Because a good editor and, doesn't try to to ruin your voice. They no, try to leave right. your voice the way it is, but yes. they just want to polish it up so it's all so it's all cogent and coherent and it flows. And yeah, and I think people really have to understand that, right? And you know, new writers too. You have to be able. You you need to tell a good story, and that's really yes. that's why I always name my show. It's a good story. It's a good story because if it's a good story, it will stand the test of time. Plus. Yes. You're, you know, people will enjoy it. And, you know, like, that's one of the things I like about audiobooks. The thing I like about audiobooks is people can't say to other people, because I've seen this, not on mine exactly, but I see, oh, they missed the comma, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. But in an audiobook, oh, it, seem, it seems to, you listen to it differently than you'd be looking. And people, unfortunately, I don't know why, they're looking for people to have mistakes in their book. What is that about? I mean, just read the story. I, I don't know why. <laughs> just read I don't know it. why anyone wants to do that. I have twenty-two books in audio. I love yeah. audio. Yeah, me um, too. I do. The first time I ever, I have the same narrator who's done all of mine. The first yeah. time he did my my first football book, I was I like freaked out. I was listening to it. You know how you have to listen to it. Yes, I do. Stuff. And it, and I and didn't it even was yeah. just. He was so good. It was like yeah. Rip, my character, was standing behind me. And I, but isn't, I it, isn't it weird how when you're listening, but you're listening, oh does it God, feel like it was, it was you? Incredible it's so weird. Oh. Yeah. It's the weirdest experience it. because you almost feel like you didn't write it. Yeah. And it's like I'm listening it's to a story like in I'm a different listening way. listening to someone else's story. Yes. Exactly. Yes. yes. And I, I felt so that real way too. to me. You know, I did make I one that. mistake. I, I had do. somebody on my show, uh, KB Reviews, and um, she gave me a review that wasn't fabulous about uh, the fact that I used somebody that with an English accent. And I, I guess she might be right, but I'm still, you know, I happen to love that, you know, that kind of narration. Why would, I do why like would that matter? Well, I love her I think what, accent. Are you kidding? I think what she said was because the story was taken in Chicago. And then I realized, so what? You know, I just like that. You know, she felt that maybe I know. And, you know, but so you also, but sometimes when you are listening to somebody that did an audio book and you have, if you're on, like I'm on, you know, um, Audible books from ACX, and if you don't like the way the narrator is, you don't have to have them, you know. um, But if you like their voice, then oh, I love hopefully my other people will. Done, I mean, you just you have it's just a matter of, of taste. Books. Yeah, <clears throat> right. Yeah. He's done all of my books, all of them. He's just wonderful. I love his yeah. voice and all the yeah, different so kinds I, of books, and he's done them all. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm not with ACX. I'm on Find a Way, and I'm finding oh, that are? I'm 
Oh, yeah. I, I'm going wide. I sold 14 audiobooks in English in Sweden through yeah. Storytel, through Findaway, and I'm, I'm finding that that – I started off on ACX, and yeah. Jim recorded all my books there, and then I got to the point where I said, you know, I really want to get off ACX, and they had the romance package and everything. And so I asked him, I said – we had been well, how, but you can't, don't you have to be on a couple years, seven years to be on well, there? Well, I asked him how much he would charge me to sell me the rights to the books he recorded. Okay. So he gave me an incredibly reasonable figure. So I And then you could take it off? And the then you, you still have it on? You have it on <clears throat> ACX? Yeah, and I put, it, I put them on Findaway, and Findaway, okay. they're, still on, they're still on Audible, but they're on Audible for okay. Findaway. Yeah. And so then Findaway put them on like 25 other sites. So they're selling no, on really? Google and they're in libraries and uh, they're everywhere. Maybe I look. I, I have to look into that because you know they see that's the problem. You know, I I have sold quite a few books. You know, on ACX, but the problem is most people don't even they they don't make it easy for people to accept even the gift of the code. So people have no idea. They don't even know how to get it. So half the time they don't even take yeah. the code because they don't know how to get it. And that's yeah. a problem because they keep giving, now they're giving people 50 codes because I think they want people to listen, but mo- a lot of people don't want right. to have a membership. No, well, so I, I changed, I'm able to to have different prices. And my audio books, none of them are over nine ninety five. Okay, so okay, yeah, because they could get the right. They could get bad. I, find a way. It's called find a way. Yeah, I think I heard it. Yeah. Okay. Find I'll a way voices. That. We you can know. talk. You know, after the program or tomorrow, you call yep. me, and I'd be happy to yep. to fill yep. you in on it. But it's made a big okay. difference to me. I think I know who that is because I, I know control. somebody that did one of my books. I think he's on there too. You know, um, I think you know. Whatever people, you know, I think people don't want to try new things, and I think it would be good if they did because if they tried an audio book, they would see, you know, you can listen to an audio book while you're driving, while you're doing your hair, your makeup, while right. you're cooking, you know, anything, you're cleaning, yes. you know. A lot of people say, exactly. oh, I heard your show, and I was cleaning. I'm going, okay, fine. I don't care how you, you know, they turn it I, on I, and I then they clean. I you on know? my phone and, and listen while I'm walking. Me too. Well, I'm you know, walking around. Yeah, the I park. do that. I I have it on my phone too. You know, and even it's really weird because I I remember when uh, I was I've been doing shows for like ten years, eight myself with the Michigan Avenue and World of Ink, and then two with Red River. But you know, years ago they really this has only been like ten years. It's not like this is something so old, you know, because right. ten years ago, ebooks were just coming into the way it was. And as soon as Kindle came out, everybody went like, oh, my God, you know. And because Kindle changed everything with the e-books, and yeah. then people started knowing what it is. And, you know, and nobody could have known how fast that everything went. I mean, it did. It really, like overnight, everything changed. Right, right. And it was so fast. So I have another audio book I have to listen to that will be coming out shortly. Um, I just love my. I wrote had a lot of short books put on audio because Me it's too. great. I have, you can right, have, I have the story, two hours right. or three hours. That that's yeah. you know maybe even better than the other books, which are seven hours. And yeah, because also I have books cheaper. right the stories. They will do that right because I have my Virginia Templeton stories all three stories separately. Then all you know, but and the thing that ACX won't do is they won't change your cover when it's on Audible. Already, they'll change your book cover on Amazon, but it, and, and they own it, but they won't let you change it. So it's kind of confusing a little. But I think people that are looking for audiobooks don't always look on Amazon. They might look on Audible.com. Right. You know, too. You know, you never but know. Mike, you you know, mine are I mean, on. I mean, they're on on Apple, but they're also on Google Play, and they're yeah, also I mean, in Chirp and stuff. And Find a Way has is, has sales every month. And they okay, contact you with an that. email. What, yeah, what audio books yeah, yeah, heard of all of and these. And what price and do I, you want to charge yeah. for them? And so I sign up for those things. Yeah. yeah so then you can actually idea. get some of my audio books sometimes as cheap as you know four ninety nine or five ninety nine. Yeah, because people really do not want to spend you know for a monthly membership twenty bucks. No. And, no, and, and and that's a problem. You know, I mean, that's a thing. You don't want you you want people to enjoy your work, and we as authors know that sometimes when it's on Amazon, they do whatever they want. You know, they give you a price, they don't. They you know they you right. know they have free books, but you know you you need to pay for books. 
you know, and I think yes. that's a problem. You know, so I'm hoping that someday people will realize that they can get books for two ninety nine and four ninety nine, and that's really inexpensive because if you go into even to Walgreens to find a book, it's ten bucks. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, and the so. thing about um, the audio on 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 sale is really a good deal for people, and you got to pay for books. People need to yes. get over. The fact that they expect books for nothing, you can't expect people to work for nothing. You go to and the I doctor, think, you expect to pay them. You know, you got I know to, you that. I know. are entitled to make a living. Right, and you yeah. know, um, like I, I worked for doctors for years, and I and I remember people go like, oh, if they get we're paying their bill, they're going like, oh, that this is goes to his car, this goes to his vacation. I'm going like, well, they deserve it. They work hard, you know. I work yeah, for well, maybe this goes to paying off his people a day. How about that? And paying off his, his malpractice insurance. How about that? And paying for the cost oh, of his well, office. That is, and yeah. and his that's nurse the shame and his secretary. How about yes. that? Everybody, yeah. you know. And so, I mean, yeah. I think people, you know, I think that there's a whole world out there that needs some different little tweaking. So people, you know, uh, right. are cognizant that people do have to make money. You know, I mean, if people are writing... You know, if they give everything free, then they don't get anything. And you don't even make that much. People really think you make more when you're on Amazon. You don't. If you have an e-book no, you don't. that's, let's say, pay 99 cents, how much you, can you possibly make when Amazon has 35 cents. So, I mean, You've got to yeah. pay a cover artist. You've got to pay an editor. You've yeah. got to pay a proofreader. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it's like... It's not free to put books up. I mean, I don't know where people but the get good that thing idea. Is, I mean, you know, and talking to you, because I see how happy you are writing. So I think this is my message always. Try to enjoy what you're doing. And I think yes. I, I, I'm guilty of it, too. Sometimes you go, like, oh, where should I market this? What should I do? Really just have fun writing the way you wanted to write. And, you know, if you get a bad review, so what? Move on. You know, I mean, right, you just right. have to enjoy these things. I mean, we all became writers because we love writing. And in this, the way yeah. it is now, it's so much better than it was 20 years ago. Because if you can't get a publisher, it's not because your your work isn't good. It's because publishers can only take so many. Right. You know, and, and then, that's you know, all. They can maybe take popular. 20 a year. Look how many people right. are writing. So don't feel insecure right. and if, about if that. If one genre is popular, they'll take that and not another. And, you yeah. know, things come and go. So this right. way you're not restricted. I, I, I think so, too. And I think people just should sit back, enjoy the process of writing. It's hard. But right. at the end Love of the day, when someone sees your book and they mention your character, like as a person, this is like the best yeah. news. I mean, you're so. Oh God, don't it you is. find it? One of my, oh, one of my friends, actually, my reader said that it, every Thanksgiving she re, rereads the first romance that I wrote, uh, Now and Forever One, a love story. She rereads that every year at Thanksgiving. Oh, that's nice. So I was like so blown away about that. I know. So I, it's I, so nice. I got an author copy of the book, and now I'm rereading it too. I just. <laughs> Really, but I think I'm it's such a good, you know what, you know, and when I write, I actually but, think that yeah. is a good, and it's so nice, you know, and I, uh, the other day somebody came up to me and they said, oh, you know, my daughter, you know, I have to read your story, every, you know, my um, snack attack every night. Okay, to the they and I to me this is like the best compliment that they, the child yes, wants to listen to it every night. So I mean, so these are the things that make authors really right. happy <laughs> when someone yes, loves your characters. And I, I mean, will for tell me, you, it's everything. I never leave a bad review. If I don't like yeah, a book, I wouldn't I'll keep either. it to myself. No. I don't. I, I don't review too much. Make somebody else miserable. I don't review very much because no. when I was an agent for all these years and I have all the shows, I just decided I better just really not write reviews, you know. And so I, for me, I have the people I, you know, like. I have them on my shows and they can talk about whatever they want because, you know, right. and I do think it, giving a bad review, especially if you haven't finished the book, is really bad, you know, because I you need a beginning, middle, and end. They do. How can uh, you review a book you haven't read? No, I I review books that I like. If I like a book, yeah. I'll write a good review. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I don't like it, I just keep it to myself because I, I'm right. not going to inflict any pain. Writers get enough of that to begin oh, with, yeah. and I'm not going to do we, that to anyone we have else. Enough pro- we have enough problems <laughs> to work. 
I mean, you know, because we all we all feel like, oh, okay, is this okay? You know, and so I think, you know, and by some of the movies that are out there and the stories you see, just write the book. I mean, doesn't mean that yes. someone's going to not like it or like it. Just be happy right. with what you're writing. And, I mean, a lot of times right. I have to talk to myself into go like, just sit there and write this book and do not say any, you know, do not think about marketing. Because a lot of my stories I, I wrote before all of this started, and then I go back and redo them because you can't think of that. You you really have to get right. marketing out of your head. And it's hard. It is really hard to get it that is. out of we your head. We have to love the story, like, and you have to immerse yeah. yourself completely in the story and just right. keep your focus on that and not think about other things and and just get so involved with your characters that, you know, um, they become you and you become them. And yes. when you do that, and when the story flows like that, boy, when I yeah. sat down to write this story, I wrote 5,000 words in a day, which I rarely ever do. But yeah, that's I, good. You know, the Christmas duet story was just there waiting to be told, and boy, yeah. it just poured out of me. And that was the most wonderful experience. When that happens, it's yes. so exciting. It's just really good. I, I think it is exciting. And, right, and so, you know, and because I, I have – notes on the couple of stories that I'm writing and I have lots of notes and sometimes I sit down to write and I don't even use the notes because it's in my head but when I once I write right. something down somewhere it just some for whatever the reason sticks in my head if I don't write it somewhere I right. don't remember it but if I write it somewhere I know it I just know once I've written it that I will remember it but I think you know for people out there that are listening just write the best story you can. Enjoy yourself. Don't worry exactly. about marketing. Don't worry about publishing. Just get it out there. And right. with all right. the opportunities now to independently publish, your stories get out there where years ago they wouldn't. And a lot of times exactly. small publishers are going out of business left and right. It's not their fault. It just costs a lot of money. It's, it's really yes, expensive people to be a publisher. able to publish on their own. But, yeah, I mean, and as the more you write, the better you get. I think it so is, I, and I, I think, think if you have the more books you have, I do think it's better for you. And independent writing, if you're an independent writer, just keep writing. Don't worry about that. Don't don't even say, right. when people say self-publish, just go independently writing. It's your company. Forget it. Don't don't even think about it. Exactly. Because most readers, no, I don't they care don't care who publishes the book. Do you think people care right. who publishes it? No. No, no, they, they just don't. they do, people, people do don't. think we make tons of money. That's the other thing, but which is a joke, you know, right? <laughs> right, that's a joke. right. But that's how it goes, right? Yeah. Anyway, so exactly. I right, so tell everybody where they can find you. Is there anything you want to say before you know we're ending? Is there something you want to say to people? No, just have everyone should okay. have a very happy holiday. Yes, I agree. You know, Merry Christmas Whatever and happy celebrate. Hanukkah and happy New Year. Right. Um, you can right. find me at jeanjoacombooks.com. And my books are on Amazon and Google and Apple and Kobo and in English and in lots of other languages. Do you have them in so, other languages? Um, you you have them. Oh yeah, French, um, Spanish. Do you are you Italian, on Amazon German. with on all the countries? Do you put yourself on Amazon with all the countries? I uh, yeah, but I'm actually in, in some places um, that aren't necessarily on Amazon and, and yeah. Um, I, yeah, I have a, a book in. Um, now I think that you know digital uh, draft two Amazon. digital. Draft, are you on draft two digital? digital yes, I am. Draft. I have so a you can be on there. I think and be on Amazon. In. Do you Pardon? like that? Do you like? I think you can be on Amazon with that because I think they that link goes with Amazon now. I think I saw it on there. I don't know. Uh, because sometimes they don't let you be on a lot of things if you're on KDP, but Barnes and Noble and those places they they take your book anyway. It's not us doing it, you know. So right. we don't no, have no, control of where the book. I don't. I only have in English. I only have one series on on, um, on Kindle Unlimited, and I have uh, I wrote an urban fantasy, and that's on Kindle Unlimited. Everything else is why. And I have a, a Russian book coming in. I won't be able to sell that on Amazon because Amazon doesn't reach Russia. So I will be selling yeah. that on Google and Kobo and yeah, and uh, Apple. So yeah, I go back and forth to whether just, I'm on KB, you know, KDP or I'm on Smashwords or I'm on. Digital. Some of my Spanish I, books are there too. They are yeah, because I think what happens is I think that the books are out in places we don't even know. So it's nothing that we're even doing. 
Right. Because, you know, right. I, I think they take it from, you know, once you're on Amazon, other people can take it to other places, you know. They, and they we can, don't even and know. Get, and, and pirate sites and so on, yes. Well, that's the yes. other thing. There's nothing we can do. That's you know, you just write, and that's you can't not worry about that because we have no clue no. of what could be happening. Yeah, you, so, if you do worry about all these things, you know what? You won't write. Exactly. So write, exactly. I don't worry about it. Right? You can't. But and you, you know, share fingers on keyboard and write. That's exactly right. Exactly. Well, sometimes I write longhand exactly. and then I put it on because sometimes my brain works faster when I'm well, writing. Well, that's fine. Whatever way works. Yeah. I know. Whatever way you're right. And so anyway, so I'll be on tomorrow. So and I thank you so much for coming on. I love when you you should come on more. I know this. I see you out there all the time, and I'm thinking, you know. So I will keep in touch with you as always, and watch what you do. I love talking to you. We always have fun together. Yes, we do. Thank you so much. All right, take care. So much. All right, everybody have good holidays. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Bye bye. Bye bye.